Welcome to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by my man, Audley Stevenson, the Odd Man. He'll unpack wisdom and insights from a cross-section of top quality performers in business, media, sports, entertainment, and lifestyle to uncover key elements to help you live your best audacious life ever. So without further ado, here is The Odd Man. Greetings and salutations of Audley Stevenson, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Audacious Living Podcast. This, of course, is hands down the most audacious podcast you'll ever find on the internet, and I appreciate you taking some time out of your day and joining us here as we continue our ongoing goal of helping you live your best audacious life ever Uh, as always i encourage you to connect with us through our social media channels you can find us on twitter and instagram under the handle the audacious pod and then if you head over to facebook and search the audacious living podcast uh you can find us there as well and then lastly uh if you're watching this podcast of course this podcast is available on youtube as well as uh your favorite podcast listening platform but if you are watching on youtube uh all you gotta do is tap the notification bell down below and you'll be immediately subscribed to the channel and so please uh, connect with us find any way that works for you like follow subscribe and share and keep connected and that's how we keep this conversation this audacious conversation that's how we keep it going now uh, speaking of conversations the topic on this edition of the podcast is all about identity But before we can go there, we first must understand what it means. Now, the the definition of identity is is who you are, the the way you think about yourself, the way you're viewed by the world, uh, and the characteristics that define you. All of those things our identity is comprised of. But, you know, it's, 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 so it's a combination of all that, but it's also, you know, the things that you do. It, it's, it's your talents, your strengths, your passions, what you love, what you care about. You know, the, the important thing to understand is that our identities aren't attributed to just one thing. It can be comprised of all of these things. You know, we all have different layers that make up who we are, and, and that's what makes our identities so complex. You know, another piece that fits into the identity conversation are around the jobs and the rules that we have. Now, while many people oftentimes define themselves by what they do, and you'll know this when you ask someone about who they are, they oftentimes talk about their jobs, their roles. You know, we have to be careful because we don't want to exclusively tire tire ourselves to these things. You see, the, the trouble we risk running into is the fact that if our jobs or roles as are changed or are lost, that technically puts our identity at risk. And obviously through the pandemic, there was a lot of loss and lots of jobs were lost. And if we were tied to those things, then again, our identity is at risk. So, you know, instead of being defined as a teacher, for example, you know, you could be someone who values education. You know, myself, instead of me being a podcaster, you know, I'm an individual who likes to share insights with others. And I think, when we reframe things from that standpoint and we include our values, then things, even if our, our jobs are lost or our roles are gone, it doesn't change who we are and they still are an intrinsic part of our identity and who we are. It's, it's important to have that understanding of our identity because it's impossible to have any measure of true success unless you have a true picture and image 
of who you are. To further the conversation of identity, I'm joined by Anthony Trucks on this edition of the Audacious Living Podcast. Now, Anthony Anthony is a former NFLer. Uh, he was an American Ninja Warrior contestant, which is a big show. My son and I used to watch it all the time. Uh, and he's also a transformational identity shift coach uh, who helps people recognize that success only happens when who they are, the core of who they are, aligns with life's vision. So there's very much, the two are are very, very much in sync. Uh, He's also an author. He wrote a book, Identity Shift, uh, Upgrade How to Operate to Elevate Your Life. And in that book, Anthony gives readers the tools that can make meaningful change where it counts as far as their identity goes. It's really an insightful conversation that I'm certain that you'll, you'll all enjoy. So without any further ado, here's my chat with Anthony Trucks. Enjoy. Yeah, man. On one occasion, um, you know, we talk these interviews, but I like to have dialogues and conversations, and I assume you're fine with that. So, first off, I, I appreciate you, you, you being here on the, on the podcast. You know, we spent a lot of time uh, talking about audaciousness and, and boldness and, and all these great things that you can take in and do wonderful things with your lives. But I think. Uh, before you, you do that, you got to have a sense of who you are and what you're about. And, and certainly, you know, the, the identity piece and the work that you do around that uh, is, is a great starting point. So, I, so it makes sense totally for you to be here. So first, I again appreciate you doing that. And, and yeah. I wonder, Anthony, maybe if you could start off by giving us, I mean, as a kid, I was a big fan of comic books. You know, MCU is my thing, and I love origin stories. And maybe we can kind of talk about how you got to where you got and, and on this pathway. Yeah, man, we'll start, we'll start with the, uh, I guess, the back in the day, the Reader's Digest version. I'm assuming you understand what that is, because I've, I've said that lately. Some people go, what's the Reader's Digest? And I go, oh, man. No, no, no. We used to talk back in the day. I got it. I got it. Yeah, you got you to have some age, I guess, to know what that is. Like, you know, I don't feel like I'm that old, but I still age me. Um, no, but I, I have... I have a life I live that could be vastly different, right? Which I think that's, that's something a lot of people can all say, so I'm not special that aspect. But I grew up in foster care when I was giving away as a kid. And I grew up in a lot of turmoil and a lot of hectic situations, just instability. I was then brought into my sixth foster home to a home, that's current home, we'll call it my family now. And it's uh, this all white family, grew up really poor, only black person in that family. A lot of weird, like not knowing who I was or understanding where I fit in the world kind of thing. And it just, it kind of traveled with me for a lot of years. When I first was adopted and finally could play youth sports for the first time, I played football, I was really bad at it. Couldn't figure out how to be good at it, but then found a way after a couple of years of being bad, had this one bit of sparked some interest and I took off and decided to be great and got great. The next thing you know, I'm on a football scholarship a couple of years later to go to University of Oregon, high school sweetheart and I go to college together, have a kid my sophomore year, meet my biological dad my junior year. Actually, I think it might've been, you know, it's my sophomore year too. It's an interesting wow. year. Wow. Um, busy. Yeah, it was a busy year. Yeah. And then uh, a couple of years later, I got a chance to play in the NFL. So I played for the Buccaneers and the Redskins and the Steelers, tore my shoulder in 2008, played against the Philadelphia Eagles, came home in a massive identity crisis and lost like my sense of self. And then we had two more kids. We had three in total. And then just life, man, it's all over the damn place. And next thing I know, I'm sitting in this really dark hole of just life. I'm suicidal. I'm unhappy. I just did everything sucked. I was at one point living in a 500 square foot studio apartment with my kids on an air mattress next to my bed. I'm trying to like, this is real life, dude. This is like, I was in the NFL and then now I'm at home in a fire. And I lived in a, like a little studio behind one of my staff's girlfriend's house. Okay. Wow. So, so wow. odd dynamics. Right. Wow. And then that was, that was my world, man. And then I eventually 
uh, got to a point where my mom, my adoptive mom, uh, she passed after a 17 year battle with MS. And it started kind of this, this kind of thought in my head of like, what if I was to find a way to do something right to get my life back on track? Cause she didn't build me to be this guy who's just doing nothing. Yep. And then what if I found a way to have her message of life carry on in a positive way by doing for people the way she did for me unconditionally. Right. So I started on that path of serving, man. And the more I did it, the more my story kind of unpacked and became a value to people in the world. And the more I've told it, the more I, I benefited folks. And the more that I found that there's some structure and like a golden thread process that I could actually extract and give to people, the more yeah. I did. And so it turned to me a kind of navigating life, improving my life. And then once I'd crossed, we'll call it some finish lines, going back and expressing how I did it and then showing the path to how I did it and then making something called the shift method. And that's my world now. You know, I was thinking as you're going through that improvement process, I bet you're probably still learning more about yourself and covering more as you went along. No, it's not. It's the kind of the journey. It's the human condition, right? You're always experiencing and trying to figure out what it is and make sense of it. And so, yeah, by all means, there's always that level of trying to figure out and make sense of right. situations. But right. life is, man, life's a classroom, man. Like, you're always in class. And a lot of people, they don't realize, but, like, you are going to be tested because we will. We just don't think about it, right? But then when you're tested, it's like, oh, I don't, I don't know how to pass a test. Well, it's because you left class. You didn't stay in the class. You didn't pass the test because uh, you weren't prepared for it because you kept removing yourself from the hardships in life. That's right. And, and sometimes, you know, the test, you know, the lesson comes after the test, right? Like uh, you go through it, you're like, oh, wait a second. I had to do X, Y, and Z to understand, right? And that's a big piece. Uh, athletics oftentimes teaches us a lot. And, you know, and, and when you speak, you, you got, in your case, injured, you know, the goal was to be this. You weren't there. It fell short. Probably sort of talk about that, that, that piece of understanding where you got to pivot almost. Because that's a, that's a big thing we had to learn last year or so about pivoting and the, the power of pivoting. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, some of the power pivot somewhere. Was that one the, the Dean Graziosi saying the power pivot? Is that what that was? Oh, I got that from. I just, I got But yeah, I got yeah, There was something I was on that was called the power to pivot. My big thing is shift. Like yeah. pivoting is interesting. Like the thing about sports, you pivot and turn in a new direction. I like to like shift gears and shift my whole thing's identity shift. The book I have coming out is called Identity Shift, and it's all wrapped in that same we'll call it bubble. But the reality is, is there's going to be moments when you're met with the fact that you don't like yourself or you don't like your life and you don't like your life and have no idea why. It then should lead to, well, I'm the common denominator in all the things I don't like about my life. I'm present in all of them somehow, whether it's I'm the cause of it or I'm allowing it, right? So I think the first step is figuring out like a lot of it roots with you. And it's not an easy thing to accept. And no one really wants to go into the realm of going, ah, oh, there's something wrong with me. No, there's nothing wrong with you. That's not what we're saying. But there is, if there's a bigger dream than where you want to be, what I believe is you have to have an identity that is the same level of your dream. If not, then, that, then the dream doesn't get realized because it's not who you are to have it. You, you won't do the things to get it. You won't even do the things to keep it. So for me, it's like making a shift at an identity level to be able to level up in that space of life. Yeah. And by knowing that was 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 key. So when you, for example, when you come, you, you run into, into adversity, as an example, right? Mm -hmm. if, if you know what you're going, you know where you're going. You know, that adversity is not going to knock you off the path as easy, right? It'll, you know, you're able to get through that and get to the other side and keep going towards your purpose, right? Mm -hmm. That's it. So, I don't know if you'll get going easily. You'll you'll make it in time. I believe that it's a journey of of you developing that person. It doesn't just all. You don't wake up one day and go, ah, that's who I am. You build it. You have to have proof that gives you the the belief. It's, it's different, I think, than like biblical faith, right? Like there, there's not as much tangible proof besides the Bible and stories, right? But in this aspect, it's like if I believe, um, you're not going to believe you can fly a plane until you fly a plane. That's right. 
You know what I'm saying? Like I kind of need to go and do the process, but then the journey of, of building up at some point, I'm like, no, I'm a pilot, man. I'm not a flight plane, but I, I'm not, I'm not going to wake up today and just, I believe I can fly. No, you're not. You're going to crash it. I'm not getting in that plane. I'm not going to fly myself. I'll probably die. So it's different in the world of what we do with this tangible world. It's like, if you want to have that identity that we're like, that's who I am. It happens to the actions. Gotcha. But those actions, what's cool about it is the actions that would be necessary to create that identity. They go through a creation process where you actually achieve the thing you're looking to achieve. Yes. So there is a duality. You're actually going to get that thing you're looking for in the back end. It's just a matter of going through the process of the action slowly, like slowly to build up to it. Well, and that's it. The, the, going through the process slow for a lot of people, that's, that's, that's where it gets tough, right? Because you, you kind of want it now. And, now, you know, yeah. and, and unfortunately, it doesn't always come right now. <laughs> oh, it never comes. It almost never comes now. You think it yeah. comes down. If it comes down, you don't know what to do with it now. Good luck with that. Gotcha, gotcha. I'd, I'd be remiss if I if I didn't bring up American Ninja Warrior only because I know. Yeah. So shout out to my son AJ because he and I sat down and watched a show religiously, yeah. and we actually remember you. We're that big guy that was, you know, and the big guys in those obstacle course are tougher than that because they got to work harder, right? <laughs> We're bigger. I, I have to work on grip strength, and I got to do so. I got to get a little bit lighter. Most of those guys are at their strongest and fullest, right? And so, yeah. but they're like five foot eight and they're like 150 pounds. So it's all right, it works for them. But me at my strongest and fullest is like six foot two and 230 pounds. It's not built for hanging and, and climbing on things. Gotcha. But I got it done. Like as long as it's technical and I don't got to hang for too long, I was pretty good, man. I could hang up there and do my thing. Yeah, no, for sure. What was that experience like? What'd you do? Is there anything kind of lessons you came from that? Because I know it's uh Oh, tons. Yeah. Yeah, one of my favorites is the concept of, of our hidden our hidden gifts that we don't actually pay attention to. Like there is something that for you is an incredibly strong thing that you might not even realize you have. And this is where I come to find this is when I did Ninja Warrior training, they had us train and like you were doing our thing. I'm like I gotta work on like my grip strength. I gotta figure out how to be able to hang from stuff. I'm like, what do I train? Like what part of my you know hand or fingers are like, well, train your pinkies. So what do you mean train your pinkies, right? And I go, it's just with the pinky finger. They go, well, most people don't know, but if you cut your pinky off, you'd lose 50 plus percent of your grip strength. Really? Yeah, gone. All of it's gone. Like try to pick something up with just your three fingers right now. It'll feel awkward. Like you could do it, but it doesn't feel strong. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but, but put okay. the pinky on there, but you'll crush it. Just add the pinky. It's like, oh, there it goes. So it's, it's tied to this musculature on the side of your hand. And so what I come to find is the most insignificant thing is in fact our strongest. Mm. So whether it's my ability to overcome and adapt situation or communication or love or patience, it's, it's something that I wouldn't even consider because I do it so naturally, it's just there, but it's my strongest piece. That's kind of the, one of the big lessons I've pulled from like Ninja Warrior of like, oh man, in life, what I feel like I, I got nothing. I'm like, no, I got something. I'm just not seeing it right now. Right, right. And, and I recognize that. And I think that what falls in that is giving ourselves credit for the things that we got. Like, I'm a, I, I love the idea of concept of just celebrating our, our wins and our successes and giving ourselves credit for those sorts of things because those are the things that we'll fall back on when we're, we're moving forward, right? Always. Yeah, they're always there. Yeah, I know for sure, for sure. Um, you, you said the identity shift. What can, you, what can you tell us about the book uh, that you got coming out? The book's in my, my studio. Oh. I didn't bring it out. I didn't bring it out here. Oh. No, but uh, but yeah, man, the book. So I started going through the process of life, and I have a coaching program where we go through and we guide coaches, you know, corporations, individuals through the process. I give a lot of speeches on it. The idea is to teach people how to get to the level of having a certainty and control and how to create an identity that matches the dream you want. Because yeah. identity comes through tactically, tangibly. It's just not some woo-woo, like sit on a pillow and hum kind of thing. I'm like, legitimately, 
your the life you have right now is because your identity matches your life. Right. Right. So the book, the book goes through concept and gets you to understand, like, all right, this is this is what an identity shift is. This is why it's important, how it works. The second half of the book is the method that we use to shift it through actions to develop and create. Because our goal is to get people to have this sense, a limitless sense of ridiculous power. That's big. When I go when I go through it and it's done. Like we go through the process, people like they want to rush. I want to get to the end. I'm like, but wait, just go through it. That slow thing again, right? We talked about that slow. Patience, yeah, you got to do it. It's like it's like you got to let it simmer, man. Let it cook. Let let the meat get all you know soft and tender. (laughs) The idea is is that you go through the process. You will wake up one day and you'll have the sense of control of your life and certainty you never had. And it's not a not just a feeling. It's how you're running your life. You get that through running it properly. So you'll have the money. You'll have the car. You'll have applied the things you've learned. And that process is what I put in the book. So people are like, how do you do it? It's in the book. I showed it there. And it's, it's actually an extraction from the coaching program we have in place now. Gotcha. I, mean, I imagine when the, you, you, your coaching clients that you work with, I mean, the first step is self-awareness, right? And we talked about it earlier. It's self-awareness and understanding. Um, is, is, is it fair to say that's the kind of the toughest part of the process, that first step? Yeah, yes and no. I think that the sustainability is, the discipline of it is, because we can get excited for a little bit and we can take a look and see something, but then you start going into it, you're met with the fact that what you're asking yourself to do is out of character and people don't like to be out of character. And even if out of character is into a better character, right? right? It's it's not who I am to do this, but that's a better character, right? So the first step is, because it's, it's the ego being pulled away and you stepping into a space going, you know what, I got to give myself permission to improve in this. But giving yourself permission also gives other people permission to poke holes. Because like, oh, you're not that good at that, right? Oh, see, I told you you suck at that. Cool, but I'm going to get better, right? So it is hard on an emotional level. But then it gets harder once you have this idea of what you got to work on. You craft a plan in private moments and it feels good. But then when you start putting things into action, you start realizing pretty quickly how hard it is. Because it is. Life is hard, right? But then the things you're doing, and not only are they hard, you're not good at them, but like, it emotionally hurts. You're like, oh, I suck. I don't want to do this. So how do you stay disciplined in the face of that? It's a hard thing to do. That, that's why I think it's the hardest piece of it all. But that discipline you put in place is what over time creates that individual we're talking about who has the things you want. Yeah. And, and you got to also be okay with being vulnerable too. I mean, you know, because it? you're, it's, it's, that's hard, Anthony. I mean, <laughs> you want me to look at myself and let everyone see my flaws and my issues or whatever? That's hard, man. <laughs> or do you want to live with them? Right. You can let people see because they can hide them all you want, but then you're hiding. It's like it's like saying, um, I'm going to go ahead and hide this stinky fish in only my room. <laughs> or I'm going to throw it outside in the garbage where everybody can see that I had a stinky fish. Like, bro, get it out of my room. I don't want to live with it. So the idea is like, you got to get it out. And, and a lot of people, you're right. They don't want to let anyone see them sweat, especially in the world of social media where everything nowadays is permanent. I got to see my highlight reel and look at how great I am. And it's all amazing, right? And that becomes debilitating. Then what happens is I can't actually be me. And then the things that I'm dealing with, I have to keep dealing with in quiet desperation. So yes, I want you to go and be vulnerable and share. But in doing so, you're freeing yourself to improve yourself and improve your situation. Got you, got you. Uh, you talked earlier about Ninja Warrior and the lessons that you learned from that. Why don't you talk about uh, your football career and what, what 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 you've taken away from that, and especially more the, the the downside, meaning you know not meeting that your your objective of being a uh, maintaining a pro career because of injury. Uh, like I think for me the the thing with like the injury, like I had a big identity, yes, like my identity crisis. Is that the question, like how did I go through that all? Yeah, yeah I mean, I was, the trigger, right? Well, that's that was part of the trigger for you, right? 
Yeah, it's a big one because I came home and I didn't I didn't know who I was without that game anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't have we don't have it anymore. It's like, well, what do I do with myself? I just show up to life. What do I, you know? And that's no matter who you are, th- there's a moment in time we're all going to have this wake up, and the moment's going to take place because uh, something we made is a choice or something happened as a chance. For me, it was chance. Injury took me out. Some people, it's choice. I, I'm going to leave the military. I'm going to quit this job. I'm going to start this job. I'm going to quit this business. I'm going to start this business. I'm going to stay with this person. I'm going to leave this person. It's a choice, right? No matter what it is, it's odd. Like every, like people in relationships, they'll leave somebody and then they'll miss them. Why'd you leave, right? Well, because one day you wake up and you go, oh man, I, I don't know what to do with myself. I, I can no longer do that thing I used to do. What do I do with myself? And it causes anxiety. It causes stress. And we slide back in what we know. So I say to people that they say the evil we know is better than the evil we don't. A lot of people, man, they get, they get addicted to that struggle they're in. And then all of a sudden, it's what they know. And so for me, football was my thing. It's what I dialed myself into. It's what I knew. And so when it was gone. I didn't know who I was without it. It caused a lot of turmoil in life for a long time. How long was the dream of being a pro football player for you? Was that something you... About two years before okay. I got there. I, okay. know, I, didn't, I, didn't grow. I grew up in a situation where college wasn't even an idea. In my family, no one went to college. I'm the only person to go to college in my family, my aunts, uncles, family. Nobody went to college. So that wasn't even an idea. Then you get to college, it's like, I'm just going to try to play on this team. I'm not trying to go. NFL, it's not a thought of mine. And then, like, you get to your junior year, you're like, oh, wait, I'm actually pretty good at this. I might, I might be able to play the next level. And then all of a sudden, it becomes reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sometimes people kind of put, yeah, it was a situation where people sort of encourage you and push you along because oftentimes I found that people will see the greatness in you before you see it yourself, right? Yeah, I think sometimes it wasn't all the time, but there for sure. I think it's like I saw it once somebody pointed it out, but it wasn't even, it wasn't even shoot my coach who pointed it out. It was, no, I'm sorry, my, uh, my parents, my coach pointed it out. It was my coach I had in high school. I was like able to show and see it. But to be quite honest, it was, uh, it was something that was odd. Cause like I was the first time I heard somebody say like, you could be great. And I was like, really? I can't, I, it was just, but it was an outside perspective, but sometimes you need the outside. Sometimes you need someone to come in and step in and place that you don't quite see things actually give you a lift that you didn't, didn't even know you needed sometimes. Well, and I, and I think that that whole outside perspective works well, even from a coaching perspective, because you have that vantage point that maybe someone can't necessarily see for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And well, I think we need that though. We, we need to have somebody sometimes see the path that we could go down. The, the dicey part gets to where when you see something for somebody and you want them to have, but you want them to want it. Because now you get to a point where it's, it's difficult because you can't really want something more for someone than they want for themselves. Right. Because the moment you do, now that person feels like they're inadequate and you don't love them and you don't care and like they're not good enough in your eyes. And it's like, ah, it's not even the case. But, but yeah, man, that, that's a weird thing that potential and, and wasting potential, it's, it's, a, it's a sticky area. Yeah, yeah, they got they, they got to have that fire in their belly, right? It's got to be for them pushing it. It's not there. Yeah. Well, they got to go get it themselves. You you can plant a seed, though. I believe we are capable of planting sure. seeds. Sure. I think there there are things where I can have conversations with people and go, "Hey, man, I'm not saying you got to go do this, but like, take a look at this. You just plant the seed, but you let them go water it. That's right. You know, maybe they come back and say, "Hey, man, I got this idea. I love what your idea was. I want to grow with it. Can you help me? Great, I'll come help water that seed. But sometimes, it's never you." Maybe sometimes you're just the, the person walking by admiring the flower one day when somebody else watered it and it grew into something amazing. That's right. That's right. And, and, and it's always great in those situations where you give some, maybe you, maybe you plant that seed, they go in, they come back and you're blown away <laughs> with where they yeah. take you, right, man? That's, exactly. that's, that's for sure. I'm sure you've seen that over and over again, man. <laughs> yeah, all the time, man. I, I mean, I have guys that, you know, and girls that work with me and then all of a sudden, like, they, you know, they go, but we have our program ends and we're done and then I don't 
hear from them and they go back and I've literally had people come back like, hey, I just want to let you know from our work, man, I, I made an extra million dollars this year. Like, oh, dang, that's cool. You know, like it rolls out of the, out of nowhere, but that's kind of what you want. You want to plant seeds and then you give a little bit of water and they go out there and they, they live their life and it blossoms. Yeah. I've been watching your work and watching, I've obviously you do a lot of great stuff online and, and really spreading that message. Uh, it's, it's, it's clear that this path that you're on is exactly where you're supposed to be. Right. Uh, especially when, especially when, when, when you, when you sort of looked at where you started and you made the shift yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's the idea is you, you do the work. I did it myself when I was, you know, in 2016, I had to do the work myself. It was why I teach it. Right. I don't, I don't think you should teach uh, anything like you shouldn't teach someone to run the race across the finish line. Like I said, like you got to be able to get this thing figured out. And if you don't figure it out, you can't really tell someone how to do it. But it's like this odd, this odd thought is I feel really good in this, in this pocket. This is where I think skill set wise, I'm not sure what else in the world I would be better tuned to do. If that makes sense. Like I, I, I couldn't do a real job like a nine to five job. I'm going to be a police officer motivating the people to put the gun down. Like, yeah, it's not, I would be, I'd be the guy that would go into a business and I would tell them like, I would be a great employee for like an hour. And sure. I'd be like, you're doing that. You're doing that dead wrong. Can you fix, can you stop that? Like, this is how you should do it. And I'd be that guy. And I'd be like, so, but outside of that, I do believe that we're always developing new skill sets. And while I can improve in this area, I do think there are things that I will garner and gain as, as information or insights or connections, whatever it is, that will open up doors that are higher than the place I'm at now to impact more people. I have no idea what that is. It could be politics. It could be television. It could be movies. Who knows? But I'm not going to pigeonhole my brain in a space where I'm, I'm going to take the skill sets I garner and only use them in this one sandbox. I'm going to try to go to that sandbox and that sandbox. I'm going to keep living life. Well, and, and I, I, a key to that is just remaining open to ideas and possibilities, right? Because, yeah. you know, we, we don't know where we'll end up. I mean, we may have an idea of where we want to go or where we think, but, you know, life has a way of telling us something different at times, right? It always does, yeah. And to be honest, man, it's, it's the mark of a wise human to be able to entertain an idea without accepting it. So I'll sit here and listen, and I'll talk, and I'll banter, and I'll go back and forth, and I'll look at something. I don't have to accept it and become that. I'll listen open-heartedly, listening like totally to see if maybe, maybe I should change my mind, right? And but at the same time, it's like if it's wrong, it's wrong. All right. No, I don't believe it to be true. I move on. Right. That's it. Right, right. Do, do you remember the point where you, you okay, as you're going through that process and that work for yourself? Do you remember when it kind of hits you? You're like, oh my goodness, this is what it is. This is what I should be doing. Here's the direction I should be going. And do you do you recall that? Uh, you know. I think message wise, yeah, messenger wise was different. So messenger, there was a point in time when like I realized that that I was I was a messenger. And when I say that I'm not talking like a disciple of Jesus to come down and tell totally different concept. A messenger is a person who I think has a skill set to be magnetic and can attract people, can can garner attention. That that's a I believe it's an actual gift that God gave me. Like I think that those who are orders who can speak and hold hold space and have people listen to them, communicate well. That's just something that's, that's a skill set I developed right? as a gift and a skill set. Right? Some people have the gift, they don't develop the skill set. There's that piece. I found that around two, uh, 2014, I want to say, like 2014, June-ish, actually. I was like, oh, crap, that might be where I'm supposed to be. Like, whether it's the way that I speak or talk or flow, whatever it is, like, that's where I'm supposed to go. But then the message didn't come until like 2017. Wow. I had a message I was saying, and I was sitting in a room with a bunch of uh, great guys in this industry. I say a room, it was actually around a campfire. And I was just telling my story. And one of the guys goes, I don't like it, man. 
like, what do you mean you don't like it? He's talking about the, the business message I had. He goes, there's a message in a messenger. He says, you're the messenger. I could tell that, no question. But the message you have, he's like, it doesn't feel like it's the fit for the messenger. There's, there's more to you than this, this brand previously called Trust Your Hustle. He says, I'd love to know, like, how did you go through what you went through to get where you're at right now? How did you navigate right. the foster kid, the, all, the only black kid in the only family, poor sports, being horrible, being good, scholarship, young dad, married, yeah. more kid, all day. Like, how'd you navigate all that and then get here? And he said, there's a, there's a lot of different, different identities you've navigated. I'd love to know how you navigated all the different shifts of your identity. And I go, ooh, yeah. And that was when I realized what I was supposed to be doing. And it's interesting because in, in doing that, I had to shift from being the trust your hustle guy to the identity shift guy. The cool thing was about 80% of the foundation of trust your hustle was already rooted in identity because it's like trust your hustle. It's already about you, right? So now we're going a little bit deeper inside. So it was on the same vein, but yeah, definitely that was that was what it was. It was like I think April 2017. It's, it's interesting because as uh, you know, as you're being asked those questions, you know, the intent of it wasn't to help you develop, you know, the brand. It was just to help you understand. And it's just funny how things just naturally happen if you just let them play themselves out. Yeah, yeah. If you just, I think life is a really cool plan, but we mess the plan up. I think we all have we have ways of procrastinating, being fearful, you know, making excuses, avoidance, where we will actually damage the plan that's put out in place for our lives. If you follow it, man, it actually is pretty good. Yeah. So, some of us are better than others, too. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. That's true. That's it. That's it. I, I think, listen, I, 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 I totally appreciate you sitting down and, and, and sharing. Yeah, like, man. Appreciate having me. Very, very cool. Uh, uh, you know, again, I think the message around identity, again, when I talked off the top about just, you know, you've got to have a clear vision of who you are, and that way you can launch out and do the great, bold, audacious things that we talk about. So I think the work is valuable. It's really the starting point of any greatness, I think, and uh, I love the path that you're on, man. So thank you. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Very welcome. All right. Well, all the best. Oh, before we get out of here, where can our, our, our listeners catch uh, uh, up with you? Or you got a podcast, Shift Podcast. All that. All kinds of good yeah, stuff. Yeah. I, got, I got the Shift Podcast interview podcast. I have the Shift Starter Daily, shiftstarterdaily.com, where I do a daily eight-minute podcast. And then I have, I got a book coming out, which you talked about. If you go to identityshiftbook.com uh, and you go there, you can grab the book. And what happens, you grab the book, you leave, and then you come back. And then if you use the code ALP, Audacious Living Podcast, uh, you'll actually be able to get a free audio book. You'll also get a free digital book. And then you'll also get a free workbook that goes along with that. Awesome. Awesome. That's awesome. I appreciate that. Thank you for being here, Anthony. And uh, all the best, my man. Thank you, too, man. Seriously. You're well. Take care. Take care. Back, we are here on the podcast, and, and thanks again to Anthony for being here. Big, big shout out. I appreciate you rolling through uh, and dropping knowledge on why our identity uh, is so important to us and sort of finding that pathway as far as it relates to our individual success. Uh, I don't know how many of us automatically make that direct connection between our identity and success, but there is a clear relationship between the two, and I really appreciate Anthony for, for helping to to bridge that gap, if you will. You know, uh, Anthony left us with so much to think about, but if there's just one thing that I take away from my conversation with him, it would be this. As we move through life, 
will naturally encounter situations and experiences that will shape and guide the direction of our lives. And in turn, these experiences help contribute to the formation of our identities. Our identities or, 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 or how we see ourselves is developed on a very individualized journey that doesn't have any kind of time limit or stopwatch attached to it. You know, you'll oftentimes hear people talking about the needing to find themselves or figure out who they are. But in reality, self isn't something that one finds. It's something that they create and evolve into over a period of time. So instead of looking, focus on creating. Hey, listen, if you haven't registered for email notifications of the podcast, please know that you can do so by heading over to bestaudaciouslife.com. All you've got to do is enter in your email address and you'll immediately be connected and receive alerts in your inbox every time we've got brand new content that comes out. It's really, really that easy. We've come to the end of another edition of the Audacious Living Podcast. And as always, I want to send a big, big thanks and shout out uh, to our listeners. Uh, You guys are amazing. And I really appreciate that ongoing support. It's been absolutely tremendous. And uh, and it's because of that support, you know, we keep going. So totally is appreciated uh, and keep it coming. And we'll keep doing our part here on the podcast. Until next time, stay safe, be kind, show love to one another and be audacious. You've been listening to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by Audley Stevenson. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, be audacious.